0: Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month, or year, and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACast podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience, so you can find the ideal customer for your business, the Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross
2: Studying law at Cambridge and qualifying as a solicitor in 2004, Shruti Ajitsarya is now a partner at Allen & Overy, where she's head of views. This technological initiative was launched in September 2017. In 2021, Shruti was included in the top 100 Asian stars in UK tech. Um, so thank you for agreeing to be interviewed. And to start us off with the first question, which route did you take into a career in law?
1: Um, so for me, it was actually a very linear trajectory. I didn't really ever look to the left or to the right. And there's been moments in my career when I've really regretted that, but um, I was at um, a school where I loved English and I loved history and my sister used to say to me, gosh, you argue so much, you'd make a great lawyer. And that sort of stuck. And so I applied for law at university, did three years of law. And then whilst I was there, my director of studies said, oh, you know Shruti you must apply for vacation schemes at these three law firms and so I did exactly what I was told and did that um got um offered a training contract contractor Alan Overy went to law school at Nottingham and then took six months out and then kind of went straight to a and so it was a really linear trajectory I never really thought about doing anything else much to my great shame um and it all felt kind of very easy actually in retrospect compared to what people go through now
3: That's so interesting that you've you started at Allen Overy and you've continued your career there all the way to partner. That's amazing. I love hearing stories like that. Um, So has your career in law been what you expected from working in the legal sector? And is there anything that surprised you, especially when you first qualified?
1: Um, so I started as a trainee. I sat, um, when you're a trainee in a law firm, you'll do four different seats. And so you get a chance to see different departments. I actually was lucky enough to also work in our Paris office. Um, sometimes you might do a secondment and go and see what it's like to work at a client. And the thing that I think I realized when I was a junior lawyer is it was really long hours and oftentimes really dull tasks. And it was really clear to me, even as a trainee, that that was quite quite a lot of the job was sort of not thinking, not being really really clever but more just churning huge piles of documents or making bibles or doing things that weren't particularly sexy or fun um and so i think when i first started you know it was quite it's still quite glamorous you know the long hours were kind of um you know they were sort of bearable enough and um I remember thinking gosh well you know I'm making enough money to be able to go and have a really fun time with my friends and even if I'm late to everything then you know at least I get to turn up and have a good time and I kind of I I did really enjoy being a trainee and then I qualified into derivatives and the derivatives group at the time that I qualified was absolutely the place to be it was really cool it was really interesting work it was kind of where all the cool kids landed and I couldn't believe my luck and I spent um years really almost 15 years doing derivatives and i loved it so much it was the cleverest of work with the cleverest of people um always cutting edge always new and almost the exact opposite of my training experience so no big documents half documents i worked on were only ever about five pages long but they were just very 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 sort of detailed clever thoughtfully written documents and that's what i really loved Um, but the biggest twist obviously in my career has been the fact that I took a maternity leave about six years ago now it was my third maternity leave and in it I did a number of different things that made me realize that I didn't have to be a derivatives lawyer all my life um and it's kind of interesting because if you do derivatives you feel like there's only a few places you can ever work and i did credit derivatives so i really felt like i could only ever work at Allen Overy, maybe goldman sachs maybe jp morgan and there were about three jobs in the world that i could actually usefully do um, and the maternity leave that i took made me realize that actually the world was genuinely my oyster and, and and there were opportunities there that i didn't realize existed um and so i spent some time writing a business plan to open a tech space um, within our London office, Alan Overy. And, you know, sort of fast forward six years, here I am in Fuse right now. He's behind me.
3: <laughs> that is amazing. That's such a good story as well, um, especially how it happened on maternity leave. like as a woman, I just love that. You just casually <laughs> wrote up a business plan.
1: It wasn't that casual, I have to say. I did have friends <laughs> sort of asking me what on earth I was doing. <laughs>
2: So that leads on really well to our third question. I know that Katie's done a lot of research into Fuse and I've been reading up about it. And um, it's really interesting to see how it was launched during your maternity leave. And I was wondering if you'd explain to our listeners what Fuse aims to achieve.
1: Um, So I think the thing I noticed really, even as a trainee, but even once I was an associate, was that there was only really one way of doing the job. You know, you would get you'd be sat at your computer, you'd get an email from the client saying, please, can you quote? me to do x and you would sort of look and see when the last time is that you did x and you'd see how you did that and the how you did that was almost always that you would have written a memo in word or you'd have um i don't yeah written an email but those were really the only two avenues that were ever open to you and a few times in my career i had wanted to do something slightly differently um so maybe um I worked in the Greek crisis and I had thought it would be really cool not to send out all the information by email where it would get lost in people's inboxes, but rather just to have a hub where we placed all the information so clients could dip in and out of the hub at any time and they could get the information when they wanted to, but it was like a collection, like a library an online library for them to access. And it's not really that revolutionary if you think about it, but it was quite difficult to navigate that within a law firm because you have IT and then you have lawyers and there was nothing really in between to help you change the way you do things Um, and so the idea of views really was for us to go out into the big wide world see what legal tech startups were doing see who the best ones were To bring them into our office and then give our lawyers access to them so that they could ask them well how do you do this how would you do that if you wanted to create this document how might you do it if you wanted to review this document using ai what would that take what would i have to do how many documents would you need what level of accuracy could i expect and i think by just placing the legal tech companies in and around our environment and near our lawyers trying to create this sense that we shouldn't just always reach for the last time that we did something and that we should actually just stop a minute and think how what's the best way of doing this job and what are the options that are open to me and um, that was that was kind of the point of fuse and um, when we first opened
2: thank you that sounds like such a it's very interesting um initiative particularly we've had we've previously interviewed people that have talked about like trying to bring technology more into the legal sector and for you seems like a very effective way of achieving that
1: well i think for like i think also for lawyers that are coming into the profession the thing that's really nice about it is that when i joined derivatives that entirety of my career all 15 years of it i was more stupid than my boss because he always had another 15 years of experience ahead of me do you know what i mean he always was 15 years cleverer than me and no matter how hard i tried i could never ever really suggest anything that was better than what he was coming up with and i think the really nice thing for me about doing fuse is it's been a real leveler so oftentimes you can have a trainee who has a suggestion that is much better than anyone else in his department or you can have a junior associate that has an idea and really runs with it and makes something really special that nobody else could have thought of and i feel like it's the one time in law where hierarchy kind of stops mattering quite so much and that's really nice no
3: that's amazing
1: um so you've talked a little bit about how you created
3: this business plan on maternity leave, but what preparation was involved in launching Fuse, and how would you say it's developed since its launch in September 2017?
1: Um, yeah, it was actually a re- relatively quick process. So, um... I'd written this idea. I'd been to see um, someone called Jonathan Brain, who was, who's since retired, but who was our head of innovation, effectively at the time. Um, and I don't think anything really was going to happen, um, except for the fact that our senior partner had a very similar idea and said to our head of innovation, "Oh, I've had this idea." And our head of innovation, Jonathan, said, "Oh, well, you know, Shruti was in my room a while ago with this business plan, so maybe let's invite her along." And we also had Richard Susskind, who has written lots of books about law and technology come and help frame the the problem with me and the the actual story goes that um, Richard was a few minutes late for the meeting I think he'd been stuck in his previous meeting and so I very luckily um, was standing outside the senior partner's door and his PA said oh Shruti love you're on time why don't you just go in why are you waiting and so I went in and I said to Wim our senior partner oh you know this is my business plan this is what I thought of this is how I do it this is what I'd like to do full of ideas of how exactly I wanted to run it and it was very unlaw firm life actually and it was very startup because that is the world in which I'd been during my maternity leave and actually I do quite a lot of investing in startups so I know that world as well so it was much more startup than it was law firm really um but our senior partner's like a real visionary, and he he kind of went for the, the idea. So um, it was really good to have kind of Richard and Jonathan to help kind of build it up and um, turn it into a fully fledged business proposition. Um, after which we got board approval in the April of 2017. And I basically then had six months to build a space, create a programme, find mentors, find a selection committee, um, you know, to find some cohort, tell people we were doing this. Um it was like the most crazy six months, and for quite a lot of that, I was um still a derivatives lawyer, so I was had three kids at home, just off maternity to leave, trying to find my feet again in the workplace, doing a job, my derivatives' job, and then by night, sort of trying to build this space. I mean I mean, it was just the craziest of times, and it was actually very hard like personally it was really hard i worked incredibly hard and like for, di- for days and days and days it felt during 2017 um but then we were able to launch six months after getting approval which is pretty quick if you think about the fact that you know just even a building project by itself to choose the architect get it all done build it from scratch you know that it was really quite an accomplishment in retrospect
3: i mean that really is a fantastic achievement and I mean it's amazing how developed it is now and I also just love the name because it literally is the fuse between like law and technology so I just had to say that I love it that's so
1: funny I hated the name Jonathan loves name. yeah I hated the name and in fact I said I would only go with the name if we could have a table one of the build one of the conditions of the build from my perspective was that we would have a table at the back of the fuse the area with a glass top and I wanted it filled with the little small fuses. So, like, so as to kind of like at least make the sort of name a bit ironic almost, you know, sort of like to go back to like old school technology. And I, I was like, right, we're going to have this table, this specially commissioned bespoke table. And I went on holiday one week and they did some value engineering and cut my table out of the budget. And that was the end of that. So... <laughs> yeah that's awful I know it is awful I feel really sad about the loss of my table one day
2: did you did you have other names that you liked the sound
1: of yeah we did we had one that was called leader which stood for legal deal and reg sort of tech um but we decided it wasn't very Alan and Overy to sort of to sort of shout about ourselves in that way. And I think, you know, in retrospect, that's probably right.
2: Just out of curiosity, I was wondering how um how does the sort of actual building site work? Is it really close to the Allenovery building? Is it an extension? Oh, it's in
1: the building. No, it's in the building. So we're very lucky we've got like the best real estate. So um in fact, what happened was we were looking, so we were doing this walk around the building with the head of space and said oh fruity i found this you know i've got a good space for you because we've got another space has become available in the building so we're going to move someone from somewhere to this other space and so i said oh well where are you going to move them to he said oh you know the this area in the first floor where the client area is and i thought oh well i don't know why that would go to someone else you know that's where few should be so we went and sat in it i'm just looking out at it now you know it was um, it was what was called the International Business Centre. So when our partners used to come from our international offices, they'd have a base to stay, and it was just dedicated to that. Um, and um, it, you know, it was just little small cabins and offices and we and it had just been decommissioned so we were very lucky in that it was an empty space and it was ready for use and i said well let's take that because it's really nice it's nice to be on the first floor it's nice to be near the clients it's really easy then for people to go from a client meeting straight into Fuse and say i'll come and see xyz companies um yeah
2: thank you and is, is Fuse something that your international partners is also involved in
1: Um, So when we first launched, we were based in London and then we had a huge amount of interest from our international offices. So we went through a phase of doing pop ups. So we went to Singapore, we went to New York, went to quite a few of our European offices um, and we would take our cohort with us. So we would go and station ourselves in one of our offices for a week and meet our clients and meet our lawyers. And that was fantastic. And then obviously the pandemic hit and we switched the whole programme virtual. And so in a way now our international offices get have had the exact same experience as our london of you know london lawyers have had in the sense that everything has been virtual for everyone and I think now that we're coming out of the pandemic, we'll have to have a serious think about um, whether or not we relaunch um, the Fuse pop ups, because I do think they, ha- they were very valuable and they really focused people's attentions. And you, you didn't just have like an hour in someone's diary, but rather you were there for a whole week. And People really had to stop and pause and think about how they worked and which clients they wanted to talk about how they worked too. Um, so I think we will reignite those in some way, shape or form once, once this is all behind us.
2: Thank you Um, and then as you mentioned earlier that um, you brought up the business plan of Fuse during your third maternity leave I was wondering is Fuse and technology integrated with the law something you've always been passionate about or did it sort of become that you had your career in law and you noticed that?
1: Yeah I mean I'd say I've I've never been passionate about technology ever and my husband laughs at me all the time calls me a fraud at home almost every single day of my life when I ask him to sort of figure out how to turn Netflix on I mean I am not interested in technology and I am completely idiotic with it you know I have no skills whatsoever but I really really loved being a lawyer and I really really wanted to give premium client service and I believe in a client experience actually very strongly believe in a good client experience and I could see that what I was producing in these Word documents, was not a good client experience. And I suppose that's the bit I care about. I care, it doesn't matter to me whether it was technology or something else, we, you know, alternative ways of resourcing or using different skill sets or whatever. I just wanted to get the best package and output for my client in the most efficient way possible. And, and it just so happens that technology is the answer to that. Um, but I always think, you know, if I can figure something out, then everyone else can too, because I am genuinely an idiot.
3: Um, Well, an idiot that's managed to create Fuse pretty well, so that's not a bad, that's not a bad. (laughs) Um, So we've got our last question for you, and you talked a little bit about how the Fuse pop-ups obviously were stopped because of the pandemic, but what do you think the effect of the pandemic has been on integrating technology into the legal sector?
1: Um, I mean, the pandemic, it's a bit like education, actually, um, because if you think about it for teachers just to take a slightly different viewpoint for teachers who thought they had to be in a classroom delivering you know lessons to their students the pandemic has taught them that they can deliver those lessons through an alternative means and that they can do it on teams and they can upload documents on teams. And I think the pandemic has taken us that bit further as lawyers, i.e. we know now we don't always have to fly to meet the client and have a client meeting that we can talk to them on teams. We also know that we can, um, you know use teams to collaborate we can use hubs to upload documents but has it taken us like that much further forward no it hasn't really so to go back to kind of the teaching example you know whilst a teacher might be happy to give a lesson on teams they might be happy to upload um the homework onto teams what they're not doing is saying okay but now we're you know for the most part anyway sometimes they are sometimes they're not but well they're not talking about okay but are we going to are we going to code the answer to this instead of having you write it down in word right we haven't gone that step further in teaching and i feel like the pandemic has kind of allowed us to scratch the surface of making people try new technologies but it hasn't really taken us that much further we're not we're not on a totally different trajectory we're not saying okay well instead of creating documents in word now we're going to automate them through a platform we're not there yet and the pandemic hasn't really forced us into that yet um but it has I think giving people a bit more confidence about trying and using new technologies, which I think is a good thing.
3: No, that's a really good point. I feel like it's commonly said like, oh, the pandemic has taken us into this new global technology world. And you are right, we are still just using Word documents (laughs) at the end of the day. But yeah, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for your time today.